0: Welcome, welcome. This is season two of Anna Scott's um, My Love of Life Energy. And today, I have um, just the great honor of interviewing Jason Shires. And have you ever felt like you know somebody so deeply, but you know nothing about them? (laughs) That's how I feel about Jason. And uh, it's just I'm so thrilled that you're willing to talk to me for this time. So welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to whatever we're going to talk about. I don't know what that is, you know, but I'm still looking forward to it.
0: Uh, I um, We met because of uh, Michael Neal's programs, Super Coach, yeah. and um, the Genius Catalyst is where we really met. I'm curious, how did you stumble across this work?
1: Um, I, how far do you want to go? I mean, I, like, I guess I'd spent a lifetime of searching, you know, in, from the depths of despair, you know, through to some, um, physical recovery, but not really much mental recovery, you know, from, from drug addiction into personal development. And, uh, I was just trying to find my way in the world, I guess, and trying to find some peace of mind and something that was, more useful for helping people the people that was around because i'd been in the um helping professions you know as a psychotherapist for a long time and working with people with addictions and mental health and um you know either by chance or really not by chance nothing to do with chance you know everything to do with the universe or life or mind guiding me you know i I was pirating a video of Michael (laughs) Neal's and the only way I could, the only way I could pirate it was to watch it. I had to screen record it. It was the only way that I had to actually play it at its normal play speed and have the audio playing at its normal volume so I could record it. And I could share it with these personal development group that I was in, you know, this WhatsApp group of personal development people. And uh, it was called the Path of Effortless Change. And uh, I just found myself mesmerized by it, unknowingly, like completely, uh, unexpectedly, you know, just listening to it as I was recording it, thinking, I don't know what this guy's saying, but there's something about what he's saying that's really, really important to know. And I just uh, and I just always had a sense of that from the very first time I heard it. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a life-changing sense for sure, you know.
0: You, you saw something, and I don't know what it is, I know you work in, um, you're, you're kind of like a, a thought leader in the whole drug and recovery, and you really saw something about the principles and how it applies to uh, addiction, do you mind sharing that, what you've seen, because I know you've been addicted too, right, or you've yeah. struggled with it, again, this is where yeah. I go, I really don't, I know you, Jason, but I don't know you,
1: yeah, that's okay, Um, I saw the innocence you know of addiction I saw beyond psychological concepts and disease concepts and 12-step techniques and practices to be okay you know that's what I saw because I'd been in that world of uh, practicing techniques and um, unraveling the past and believing you had to go to meetings to be okay I saw I saw that all that was innocent and um, unneeded it wasn't needed because we weren't broken we weren't damaged we weren't diseased we didn't need practices to be okay and when I say we I mean me you know I mean I didn't need those things because I was doing those things in order to try and be okay and I realized that addiction is it makes complete sense it went from looking like an affliction or something some unexplainable phenomena as uh, you know that no one could explain why you had it you know somehow it was about trauma somehow it was hereditary somehow it was genetic somehow it was about the past somehow it was about your experience or your learned way of coping but no one could really say what it was you know it was this unexplainable phenomena that you uh, once you'd crossed the line you know you couldn't go back and um i just saw the complete innocence of that i just saw that like well actually you know, if you're creating a shitty life for yourself using your own thinking on a daily basis, then it makes complete sense that you're also going to find an escape from the shitty life that you're creating. Oh wow! Everything's working exactly as it's meant to work. You know, it's like the mind has its way of self-regulating, you know, it may not be socially acceptable. It may not look like a good thing to do to society, but like, of course, what else is going to happen? if you keep thinking shitty thoughts about yourself all day long, you're either going to have a psychotic episode, a mental breakdown, or you're going to commit suicide. You know, it's like one of those three things going to happen. So taking something, doing something, escaping in drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, food, money, debt, the gym, whatever it is, makes complete sense. And that's what I saw, you know?
0: Oh my God, Jason. I don't think I've ever seen it till right now. What you're saying is so You people with the gift of thought, with the gift of what this capacity, they think all these shitty thinking and they create it and they don't know that they've created. So then they want to get away from what they've created. Yeah. And they start doing, oh my God. That's mind blowing.
1: Yeah, nobody know, no People don't know. People innocently use the gift of thought <clears throat> to create. I mean, like there's all sorts of creations with the gift of thought, right? There's the creation of the story of me. You know, the story of me as the victim, the story of me as the sufferer of trauma, the story story of me as the survivor, you know, the story of me as the successful businessman, the story of me as the person who can never get it right. You know, and it's like I'm telling this story to myself and to everyone else that asks me, who are you on a daily basis? And I'm living in it. That's why I'm living in my own head. I'm living in the story. I'm living in the in the movie or the video game that's going on in my head. I'm not here, I'm not present. I'm never in the present moment where all the things that I'm trying to find in the outside world are, you know, the, the search for happiness, the search for contentment, for joy, for peace of mind in things, in people, in processes, in drugs, in alcohol, in sex, money, success, status, um, you know, property and prestige is only available in the present moment. So like by falling out of my own thinking and becoming present in the moment, I experience everything that I'd search for in every other way, you know? Oh my God, Jason. What I can
0: feel with you. And I guess this is where I say, like, I feel you when we met is I feel this aliveness and this love in you. Like when you drop into the present, that's this aliveness, this love.
1: Yeah. I just felt, I just spent so long, you know, like living, living in the, living with a need to escape from what it was I was living in, you know, just like even, even, uh, two decades after stopping drugs and alcohol you know like two decades of recovery two decades of personal development of um, psychotherapy 10 years of therapy it like personal therapy as well as practicing as a therapist all the things all of tony robbins's courses everything you know it's kind of like i was still living life in my own mind you know i was still at, like so i have real empathy for um and mm. for, for anyone in that living, in that life, you know, or struggling.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't know that you did all of Tony Robbins' stuff. I don't know why that one, but, like, all of that work, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. It was all an innocent attempt to transcend the life that I thought I had in my own mind. Like, it really looked like there was, like, double-edged sword, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if you're chasing success as a business or entrepreneur status as a politician, or if you're taking drugs and alcohol, they're all the same thing, right, they're all exactly the same thing they're all trying to develop or escape from this ego this idea of who we think we are right to either better to either better it if it looks like that's something you can do to get more of something or to get away from it if it looks like it's really bad but The point of it is, is that it's all a created story. None of it's true about who, none of it's who we are. You know, none of it's our true nature. None of it's our spiritual essence.
0: So I, I, um, the thing that I love to do more than anything is remind people who they are. And Mm. who, who, I mean, to me, it's like, if you remind people who they are, it takes care of everything down the street. Yeah. Once they really
1: feel it. Do you see that? If people really yeah. see it, well, it's like um, it's like something that they have a felt experience. Of. Like when someone has that experiential um, moment, you know, of just being present with the, knowing the truth of who they are, you know, and has transcended or seen beyond their own thinking, their own story. The the volume has gone down on the thinking about self. You know, it's like that that present moment is um etched in someone's soul they they can't forget about that they can't they can't forget about that experience of presence that they had and it's like that i don't think it's so clear for people oh this is exactly who i am at first but they remember the feeling right of presence they remember the feeling of the realization of who they are even if they can't put intellectual words to it you know they just they just know the feeling of it
0: Wow it must be radical for you to um, like with the drug modalities or the addiction modalities recovery, yeah. what you're speaking to is radical.
1: <laughs> it's lucky that I'm i I've got a rebellious streak and a, and a love of upsetting people. Not really, you know, like I love to help people, but like in the, um, in the world of psychology where um you know, in the way, I mean, it's it's a flip, it's the double-edged sword, right? Because for all the people suffering and struggling, they've made up an idea, a story of themselves and they've attached their identity to it, you know, in the same way that everyone in the psychological world of change has also made up a story and attached their identity to their, to their concept, to their theory about change, you know? So there's always a challenge in sharing this with people who are, uh, somewhat professional you know by title in 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 the world of addiction and change particularly in the world of psychiatry and psychology um you know because they're very much attached to their theories and their concepts about what's wrong with people what's broken and it's quite new to come and say well actually addiction makes perfect sense of course it does look you can look at it so simply in this way because they're really attached to the idea that people are broken people are damaged people have mental illness um, you know that's unexplainable. So yeah, you know, definitely it's radical for sure.
0: I, I um, I'm sorry. I just feel like an explosion just went off on me. Is when you said it's so simple, it makes sense. That's what's so radical. Yeah. Yeah, it is so simple, and it does make sense based on what we believe. Yeah. Wow, I, I feel like you're um, telling people that the earth is round and not flat. <laughs>
1: You know, I even put that quote on my on my addiction program, I think, or somewhere on one of my websites where it said people, or, no, it's in my book, it's in my workbook for my addiction program. People used to think the world was flat, you know, until someone sailed to the edge and realized it was round. You know, it's kind of like that. that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and that's been at the forefront of my mind in a long time that everyone will argue, no, you'll fall over the edge. You know, it's kind of like, no, the earth is flat. It's not round. You know, of course they will.
0: So how do you, not the how, because that's not. I mean, it's so simple. Hmm. And the implications are massive. I mean, this, this group of people. I would think would be hungry to see something like this is that
1: true i don't think there's one answer to that you know it depends there's some uh highly intellectual addicts you know i don't like the word addicts so i just use the word addict i don't like the label but like people who are struggling and there's some um people that are open and willing to hear something new, you know, like uh, almost straight away. And I guess the people that like me, you know, I'd been through, I talk about this, where I had these moments of thinking that I, I, you know, like me, I guess, there's people that think they know something. There's people that think they know something about change. There's people that think they know something about psychology. There's people they think who think they know something about mental illness, you know? And it's like, they listen to you with this combative um, attitude to finding out what's wrong in what you're saying, you know? So it's, yeah, it can be, it can be challenging in um, George Pransky uses the term like softening people up, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I like that because I'm quite good at that now. You know, I used to be like the opposite, but now I'm quite good at that. I see, I see how that works. I saw how it worked for me. I can see how the intellect can get in the way of people hearing something that really makes it, you know, people are their own worst enemy The The intellect can be the very thing that stops you from hearing something that's going to be life changing. You know,
0: how do you soften people up? I've never heard that. I love that. We say more about that.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's really, uh, I guess if you had to turn it into a process, it's really like not trying to teach something to somebody before you've got the, you know, like the connection, the presence with them, you know, and, and you'll know when that is, you know, you can feel that with people. It's like, they actually invite you, you know, like into, into a conversation that could be transformative. Whereas like, I guess in the past there was a bit more like a steamroller. I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't give a shit about what you've got. <laughs> so let, let me, listen to me, you know, I've got the solutions. and It's like, like, You can just feel people soften, right? When you're present with them, when you really listen to them. I mean, you're great at this. You're great at listening. You know, I've witnessed it, I've felt it. When you really listen to people, when you really sit with them and be curious about who they are, you know, you put all your shit aside, you know, you put everything about what you think they need, about what you think they need to know, about how you think they need to change. You put all that shit aside, you know, and it's like, you just get present. And 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 really hear and be curious about someone. They invite you to offer them something. They invite you to. They give you an opportunity to share something with them that's going to be life changing. Always, you know. Oh my God, Jason!
0: But I can feel the tr- when you say that, the truth of it. Especially, I mean, coming from you. Because I've known you as a hard ass. <laughs> Times And I mean that in the most loving, like, but I see that you see the power of that, the power of being present with another human being.
1: Mm.
0: (coughs) The gift of that.
1: It's not difficult, right? I mean, like, because how magical is it to... um... To be with somebody as they see something you know as they (sighs) as they realize something about themselves even even just now before in a podcast that i recorded with someone one of the people in the podcast it wasn't a client or anything but at the end she said oh i really saw something in that recording about listening you know about how i listen and it was just like such a oh wow how beautiful to be able to just share something in the moment that could make a difference to someone's life you know
0: But there's something you just said that I think is a drive-by and people don't get. It's Mm. watching somebody else see something. Say more about that.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's very, I mean, it's very different to traditional psychological approaches, right, and ideas. It's like just in conversation, people will always invite you, to, um to ask them a question about something to, to ask if something is true or whatever it is that flows in the wherever the conversation goes and it's like and you just you can just see someone like so, turn their head sideways or, or or go quiet you know or go silent and it's kind of like and they start backtracking on what they said or something like that and it's like you can start to see them where they have this confusion about what they, what they believed is true. You know, they believed it something is true about themselves or about the world and they, and you can see it start to unravel in their own mind it mm-hmm. start to unfold that like, Oh, they held a belief or an idea about something that was keeping them stuck or suffering, you know, or struggling. And it's like, and, and that is, um, you could actually see someone, um, visibly or physically lighten up. You can see like, so if you could like metaphorically measure it, you could see a weight of the world being lifted off the shoulders, you know, of, of somebody. You can see them lighten up. You can see their posture change. And um, it makes sense because if you've lived like in your head, your senses are kind of asleep. Your senses are dead. Your senses are uh, uh, um, dulled, you know, and, and as you, come into the present moment you start to notice more about people about the world about colors and smells and tastes and visuals you know it's like you start to see that so you can really see that uh, happening with people when they when they notice something when they hear something that makes a difference you know wow but you love
0: watching that
1: i love seeing that yeah i love being part of just being present to that you know being witness to that
0: What is it that about that, that you love?
1: Um, It's a good question. It feels, it's like a magical feeling in me, you know, like to see somebody experience the world differently from something that they thought was so solid, so fixed, so, so bad, you know, it's like, um, to see another human being, to being in the presence of another human being, having that experience. It, it's just like everything about being alive, you know, like it like feels like that's the whole purpose of life, just being alive and being present and with another human being, you know, oh, like wow. really present. You know?
0: It feels like, um, like watching the lights come on, like a, mm-hmm. a light show. When you said that, it felt like a light show coming on, like you're watching their lights turn on. Yeah, I had never thought about the um, the senses, like to drop out of your thinking that your senses become alive.
1: Yeah, and like sometimes, like sometimes you see it, but they they don't. You know, it's kind of like you. I don't know if you've had this, but like I've had people. I had a conversation with someone and i've gone back to them a week or something later or a week or two and they're like hey um, what happened with that that problem that you were having and they're going oh that problem yeah i don't know what happened to that but it just seems to have disappeared now <laughs> you know it's kind of like you know, it, just, it just went away you know and it's kind of like, and you think oh yeah, how cool you know it's kind of like but so just to see that you know is it cool even if they didn't really see the exactly what happened but they they're living a more joyful more freer existence you know
0: oh my god i do i i feel like uh i have to go back to what you said about the senses yeah it feels like when you get present like somebody runs around and starts turning on all the senses Like I could see this little man inside the body. Okay, time to turn on smelling. Okay, time to turn on feeling and taste.
1: Yeah. I am um, <clears throat> I remember sitting um in a Airbnb in Woodland Hills, you know, when I went to First Intensive with Michael at the end of it, feeling so calm and peaceful and joyful for the very first time. And I was thinking that nothing's changed in my life circumstantially, no. More money has gone in the bank, haven't got a new relationship, didn't lose weight, didn't get new clients in my business. All the things that I thought prior to that, that I needed to be happy. And I was sat on this little, um, you know, one of those bench rope swings where you can sit two people on it and they just kind of swing the little hood. And I was sat on one of those and there was this green valley out the back. and And I was just sat there looking, feeling so calm and noticing the birds and nature and everything around me. And I was thinking, shit, like I haven't seen this before. You know, I really hadn't seen it. I'd spent my whole life living in my head. I'd never, I'd been everywhere, but I'd not been anywhere. You know, because I'd just spent the whole time wherever I was going in my mind about problems, about this, about that, about losing weight, about more money, about new relationships, about debt, about finance. I was always somewhere in my head. I was always in the past or the future. I was never here in the moment. You know, experiencing life, and it was like. Waking up for the first time. And it's exactly like you were saying about the senses. Of course, it makes complete sense that the senses come alive in that moment because you come into the present moment, you start to notice things around you, smell things and taste things. Whereas all you've done before is uh, you've been present in the physical body, but like as for being present in the mind, you know, it's kind of like you're always somewhere, I was always somewhere else, you know.
0: Oh my God, Jason. That that description, it takes my breath away because it also makes it simple. Like Dickon always says, there's one problem, we believe our thinking and when we fall out of it. But it's so clear to me how much people are living in their thinking.
1: Yeah. And it's way too simple, right? I mean, it's kind of like... Way too simple for complex minds like our like our intellectual minds. You know, it's kind of like can't be that easy, can it?
0: <laughs> I know that's the biggest. People always say. I had a guy I worked with, and he thought he was coming in to do videos. He was an older gentleman, and he, um, after an intensive weekend, he goes, "Okay, I don't know what happened." And he tried to explain it, and then when we were doing our final second session after it, he goes, okay, well, I didn't get my videos. But he had reported he'd had the best trip of his life to Hawaii, and how he'd fallen in love with his wife again. <laughs> I like, I don't think you came in for videos. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. we just, there's so much in our head. And it's so simple. I'm curious. How has this seen this? How has it impacted your relationships?
1: Um, yeah, I, I guess that I—I I was thinking about this before. You know that I always had an impact on people. You know, and uh, you could say it was for the wrong reasons before, and for the right reasons now. That like my, I had a very dark. Energy about myself. So, I people noticed me, you know, before about how miserable I was and how uh, introverted and how, um, you know, in myself I was. You know, it was a strong energy that people noticed. And now it's kind of the opposite way where people are more curious to speak to me more and more, you know, like more, more um, connected to people. So, that's kind I'm of like so, I'm sorry,
0: I'm laughing. You just uh, expect, oh my God. Your energy is so strong and so beautiful. It's just, you don't have all the thinking now. Yeah. And it's, you remember how I said your heart? Sorry. mm. I just am like.
1: No. I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that about, because I don't, there's nothing to, I don't believe the story anymore. I'm not living in the story of me anymore. It's not like. Oh, God, no one's going to like me. God, I'm socially anxious. I don't, you know, I don't like people. I'd rather not be, I don't have that anymore. You know, I'm curious about people. It's great to meet new people. I love to catch the eye of another person that I've never met before and speak to them. It's like, whereas before, that would be my worst nightmare. Please, nobody look at me. You know, it's kind of like, whatever you do, I don't want to speak to somebody new because that will be a horrific experience. Whereas now it's kind of like, I love that experience. So relationships have really um, grown and changed and blossomed and uh, old relationships have fallen away and disappeared ones where um, things didn't feel right or you know I'm I'm more than willing to um, be bold in the world and kind of say um, fuck you you know like to things I don't want and and welcome things that I do you know just be really um, dropping out of social norms and and moral um you know not my own moral values you know other people's what I should do and what I shouldn't do and so on and stuff like that in relationships so it's really made a difference to um how I connect with people I guess
0: mm. well I've watched it <laughs> I've watched you fall madly in love <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful okay we are out of our coming to the end and I just can't thank you enough. How do people find you? How do they connect with you? Because you have something really important to share.
1: Yeah. Um, my website is wideworldcoaching.com, and on there you can find the podcast, which is misunderstandings of the mind dot com has got its own domain as well. But like that's if you want to hear more about what we're talking about, this there's, there's 40 episodes now almost, I think, of uh different conversations all looking in this direction of our true nature and um beyond our own thinking about ourselves.
0: Mm, wonderful. It'll all be on the bio. And I yeah. can't thank you enough, Jason. Awesome. Loved it. Thank you.